Well, we got a few minutes just to kind of chill, so I figured this would be a good time to, if there's any particular topics or questions you guys want to make sure that I cover, or uh, now would be time for me to make a shopping list. Niece and nephew. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh huh. Yes. I love it. Uh huh. Kindle content filters. Loving it. Filters. Kindle Fire, normal Kindle. What kind of Kindle? No idea. The color. Color screen? Okay. Yeah, color screen, so maybe a Kindle Fire. That's the most common now. They have other kinds. All right. Any other uh, questions you guys want to make sure I hit? Kindle Fire, I'll make sure I hit on the way. Let me just kind of do a little poll then, kind of see what you guys have have at the house. What uh, what TV do you guys do? Antenna, cable, Comcast, Uverse, 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 Direct TV, cable. Which cable? Comcast or something? Yeah. Okay. So you got Comcast, Direct TV, cool, Uverse. I'm a U-verse guy currently, but I'm a very fickle person, so it just depends uh, depends on the day. You know? I have no slots in my area, or I'd be U-verse oh, really? too. Yeah. <laughs> they just released it for my street two months oh, ago. Right. And I, I was I was very sad up until that point, because my internet was terrible until that point. Yes, they do have good internet. So any, uh, any smartphones in the home? Yeah. I'm a smartphone. I'm an iPhone. You are? She's an iPhone. Uh-huh. And that's an iPhone or an iPod? iPhone, beautiful. Okay. Android, iPhone. Android. I'll well, be surprised if I get any Blackberries today. Android, uh huh. iPhones, iPhone family. Do you guys, iPhones, loving it. I am such a fan of the Apple. I actually, since I got hired here, I've gotten Gary, Lauren, Brad, and Don Beecham all to switch to Mac. So, Ma- Margaret too. Yes, Margaret too. Uh, um, because uh, prior to that, we hired an IT guy to do all our tech support, and since I switched to the Mac, we don't need that. Is basically the deal. No, I was asking um, why she didn't want. Why she oh, why? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because she said it like I don't. Know. I know, right? Well, there's a few out there that are that are hardcore Windows users, and that's so what you're used to. Yeah. 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 Well, well. There's there's certain things that doesn't do well. Anyone who says that a Mac can game well is crazy. Game computer games don't don't play well with the Mac world. Hey, come on in. So while we're just kind of getting everyone in from dropping off kids, I just want to ask if there's any um, questions out there. Um, kind of figure out, kind of give me an idea of what your what your level of computer expertise is. Like, I know how the internet works versus, man, I know where the power button on my TV right. remote is. So, kind of give me a threshold of, yeah. When it doesn't work, who do you call? Are you on the John Decker spectrum? I can drop my computer and everything will still work. There you go. See? There's benefits to that. You have kids. Yeah, my daughter broke my computer and broke her arm. Oh. Oh, my goodness. So, spectrum here. Where are you guys at? Are you guys really literate? We have all Macs. 
Okay, to your Mac world. Steve is an IT guy from way back when. See, you have all these benefits. So I know nothing because whenever there's a problem, I just yes. Down. See, that's what Sarah does. She says, "Fix it." She's like, "It's broke. Fix it." Both of us to have this information. There you go. There you go. My efforts. That's good. That's good. Excellent. So you guys are an Apple family. For you guys, kind of, you kind of handle all the internet and the wireless and the TV and all that stuff. Beautiful. Okay. You're not a Facebook guy. You're not t- putting your. You, you can update your status where you are right now from your smartphone if you want to. Um, I don't check in everywhere, but I have friends who check in everywhere. I'm like, oh, he's at Subway. I'm so glad he's eating fresh today. So proud of him, you know. Yeah, we'll get to that. Why? do you have to tell somebody you're eating at Subway? Those annoy me. Somebody, I read on Facebook. I do read, but I don't. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> you can find out who's on your page and not posting. Yeah. But she wrote, and I just. That was when I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. She went and wrote, found my sock. Wow. And I was like, are you serious? You found your sock and ran all the way to the computer to put it on Facebook. It's like it's like the woman with the coin, you know. All right. Well, we are gonna we're gonna start off with a chuckle here because as we get embroiled in all this later, we're not gonna be laughing as much. So, um, my goal is to make this as fun as possible. What? Go back. Go back. Go back. Well, I figured uh, since this is a parenting class, a lot of it is going to apply to adults too, especially adults um, in our homes and everything. So, oh, good, thank you. I actually believe in notes. Uh, unlike Eric, I have notes. What's her? What's her one? I have plenty. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you can just take one. Oh, thank you. Pass that direction, and you can do the same, and then they could just end up on the table back there. Um, I do have notes, and then I have a resources page at the back, so you should only have to write down questions, um, and uh, I don't do the fill-in-the-blank thing, and so, and I'm going to have to explain, so, so if you don't know what a word is, you have to write that stuff down, but you should not have to spend a lot of time writing in here to, uh, to get a lot of stuff, so uh, let me start off with praying for us, because that's what Christians do, and then, uh, and then I want to watch this really funny video, because it'll start me off in the right mood, so... Dear God, we just want to be the best uh, parents we can be. We want to be the best uh, encouragers of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that we can be. And and we just ask that through this class you would give us some tools to help uh, improve our ability to encourage one another in, in the areas that we're going to talk about today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I think you guys can see this. If not, I'll kill the lights for some of these because I have lots of videos today. Yeah. It's kind of rap, y'all. We make them look for the time chasing Thomas. We still have to rock the hill. I don't even know who did that. Like if your friends just off the train You don't have to do the same Not get your toys out of the rain I'm cleaning 
need parental skill Now you know we are for real You don't think I'll rhyme to ill, boy? Then you're grounded for a mill Because, you know, we are so busy doing so much stuff as parents with paying bills and clean up and dental. I'm like, dude, we don't have time to talk about technology stuff, but um, we kind of have to because it's so prevalent. And uh, and so let's just let's just talk a little bit about technology. Um, do you guys, when you hear the word technology, do you think of it as good or bad? Both. Both. There's good and bad, but the but technology itself. Good. It's good because it can definitely. I'm pro washing machine. I am pro washing machine. Um, it's good when they work. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you know, and if we go through different technologies, you know, some of these like iPods are iPods good or bad. Don't have one. Bad because Bad. one wants one and it's like no. It's like, okay, so it's like I can't believe they got. Yeah, we're going to Walmart Pod or something. Walmart Pod. I had those for many years. The SanDisk. Yeah. The the ten dollar iPod. Facebook. Another technology. Good or bad? Bad. Bad. So iPod good. Facebook bad. Amanda likes Facebook. She's a stalker. <laughs> the Facebook stalker. YouTube, good or bad? Both. Another technology. Don't use it. Don't use it. Oh, I'm sorry. Television. I'm just listening to a bunch of technology. Television, video games, and my my whole concept here is that technology is not. Um, my thing stopped working. It's very sad. Dude, it like died completely. That is like really not cool. I know. He's working on a Mac. Seriously. <laughs> Using a Microsoft pointer. <laughs> That's right. I knew there was a reason. All right. So, using Microsoft PowerPoint, what do you do? Um, so, we have all sorts of technology. But back to, is technology bad? You know, technology, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose that technology is neutral. It's morally neutral. And uh, I'm going to use all day this picture of um, firearms as an example. Or, you know, in my view, guns are morally neutral. Um, it's how they're used. Um, technology, uh, there's all these classes on technology ethics. Is this thing good or bad? The thing is a thing. Um, we use PowerPoint on Sunday morning, um, but that's a technology. It's not that it's good or bad. And so all these things, we need to be careful about saying things like um, Facebook is good or bad because um, it's just a technology. So it's a morally neutral technology depending on how it's used. We can say the effects of it may be good or bad, and, and I see both. Um, so if you tend to be real pro-technology, you know, you're going to be like, dude, it's so cool, it's great. And I'm going to be like, no, this is still a tool for me to be using it. Um, and as a result, we need to decide for each of us which tools are useful in our homes and which ones aren't. Um, and anti-technology people are like, oh, Facebook bad, YouTube bad. And they don't really see that, well, it's just, ju- it's just a tool. And so we need to be open to, well, how can the tool be used? And, um, 
And so I, I just think it, we get a little lazy in our, in our speech a little too often when we label technologies as morally good or morally bad. I, I don't think either one is, is, um, is accurate. So we're going we're gonna to see if I can get this thing figured out. I don't know why that transition's not working. Um, so anyways, Internet in the home. So most of us, who does anyone not have Internet like World Wide Web, Yahoo.com? Anyone not have that? Okay, everyone's got Internet at home. Uh, which means you get Facebook, YouTube. Um, any guys know what instant chat is? Instant messaging. Any guys play with that? Comes with your Google account. Comes with your Facebook. You play with it. Who do you chat with? Uh, I don't play. You don't play with it. Oh, like me a message when I'm on there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I chat with my sister. Yes. Okay. I've done it before, especially in office environments. Like they love it up here. They're like, "Hey, this person's here. Are you ready for them?" And they pick up the phone. Uh, I've never used it a lot, but a lot of office environments use it. Because I have a sister in Germany, so yeah. Because I don't have to pay bills. Yes. Yes. There you go. Um, a lot of you guys I pulled before everyone got here. A bunch of you have television in the home. We got DirecTV. We got Comcast. We got all sorts of television stuff in the home going on. Um, with television, you get movies as well as DVDs. And any Redbox fans in the crew? I'm a Redbox fan. Yes. Redbox. Another tool. It's morally neutral, depending on what you check out of the Redbox. You know? So... Um, so we'll jump in there. Cell phones. I'm I'm a smartphone guy. Smartphones. We've had a bunch of smartphones. So uh, along with the texting of the smartphone, I've been amazed at the number of texting people that I wouldn't think would be like Wayne Kenyon now texts. I'm like, let's go Wayne. You know, let's, all righty. You know, and so you know, I'm just I'm just proud of how much we have embraced some of these tools as a staff. You know. So, um, anyways, I just want to share a little bit about my story. You know, at an early age, my parents bought me my first Commodore 64. My dad let us unbox it in the den. Um, and then he was trying to read through the instructions while we all carried it out of the den into one of the rooms, set it up, powered it on, launched all the setup routines, actually had the first game loaded and were playing the first game before my dad reached the middle part of the instructions and knew we had disappeared with it. Um, we loved that thing. It was greatness. I mean, they had this. I remember this game on it called uh, the Olympics. The Commodore 64. Okay. Yeah, we were all like, oh man. Oh, I should. I should have brought pictures. <laughs> this thing was. You're on fan in the back. No, 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 no. This thing. This, okay, so the screen for the Commodore 64 only had one color. It was black or this like blue thing. So there wasn't multiple colors. No, you had one color. And then you had like to load things, you had a tape. So you loaded the tape into the conference before and you hit play and the machine received from the cassette tape the thing or they had the really big discs, the five and a quarter inch floppy discs. Remember back in the day? Oh my goodness. And there were so I mean it did so little, but oh we loved it. <laughs> My parents got me a Fisher-Price audio player, and I remember spending hours listening to all these stories. They got a bunch of, like, biographies, and so I probably knew 40 famous people's biographies because I listened to them until the tapes broke. Uh, and, you know, you just keep wearing it out, and, and I'd carry it around. I loved the Walkman growing up, and uh, my parents got us a VCR, and I remember going down to the video store, and we, we'd rent videos, and my wife and I were talking today about uh, Robin Hood, the animated movie. She really desperately wants to see this again because we both loved it growing up. Yes, it's a great movie. So, at an early age, my parents are like, okay, it's technology. Well, if they want to mess with it and they're interested in learning about it, let's introduce them to technology. And so they really encouraged this kind of thing. And then later, after the Commodore 64, eventually it started into the PC world. And you guys remember back in the day when PCs had the turbo button? They had this round button in the front that said turbo. And you always pressed it. You have no idea what it did. But you always pressed it because you wanted your machine to be running as fast as possible in turbo mode. Um, and I remember many times, my dad was very laid back. Like, I probably broke our PC at least a dozen times. I mean, I probably loaded Windows on at least 20 times. Because I would always be messing with it and popping off the case. I remember for a year, it laid with a case open with hard drives hanging out. And, um, and, and my dad was just kind of cool with that. And, 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 uh, but after it broke, it was on me to figure out how to fix it. So I'd be reading and trying to learn how to fix it. And... And so I, I just really appreciated that about them, that they weren't like technology good or bad, but it, under supervision, they allowed me to really experience a lot of this stuff. 
So my first job at age 16, because I messed with electronics so much, was as an electronics repair shop, where we're taking apart keyboards, we're taking apart computers, we're taking apart stuff and learning how to solder connections. And uh, the guy who managed it actually was the uh, radio station manager for KVE in East Texas. And so I'd travel out with him, and we'd see all how these racks of radio stations worked, and oh, it was amazing. And then I got hired on at Grace Community Church, uh, where we both went to church, as their main sound guy. So I'm getting up there, and I'm doing like all the sliders, and I set up all the microphones, and you know, in the meantime, I'm reading everything I can find about technology stuff because it just interests me, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm being paid to mess with it, which is even cooler. Um, and then uh, at age 19, when I moved up to the Metroplex, I got a job as the IT manager for automation controls. Didn't really know how to be an IT manager, um, which was fine with them because they wanted somebody cheap, and I was cheap. So they just said, we need like a mail server. So go figure out how to do it. And I would go get books, and I would read on it, and I'd install it, and I'd deal with a lot of frustration because it wasn't working right. But I, it was a great environment for me to learn some more. And then that just kept going on in different jobs I had at Data Recovery Services and then finally at Alvarez and Marcel. Everyone building on what I had learned earlier. And if I hadn't had all this experience, you know, 13, 14, 15, breaking my dad's computer 37 times, um, I wouldn't have had the know-how to get some of these jobs. And people say, oh, did you learn all this in college? I'm like, no, I learned it by reading and breaking stuff. You know, that's how I learned so much. You know, I do have a computer science engineering degree. But that's not where I learned a lot. So um, my agenda today is if you came in here kind of anti-technology, um, I want to challenge you in that. For, for me, I have seen um, a lot of the stuff that we talk about as a staff, as a church, what we're trying to accomplish here, what I am able to bring with my knowledge of technology has really helped the church. We have been able to, to communicate in different ways we've never communicated before. And I, I see, I'm just really like, I think some of these things, you know, remember, back up, technology is neutral, but if we're able to use it in a way that glorifies God, I think that's incredible. And um, so I, I, if you're anti-technology, I want to kind of challenge you that that's not a good place to be. If you tend to be real pro-technology and you just love cool stuff because it's shiny and Apple made it, I want to uh, scare you a little bit. And so if you're kind of in that world where we just kind of bought it and it's really cool and we know how to figure out how it works, I want to scare you a little bit because uh, technology can be very damaging. And depending on the age, appropriateness and stuff, it can really harm a lot of us. So I figured we'd start off with a little of the scary part. Uh, some scary statistics. We'll, we'll see how many guys think. What percent of born-again adults believe it is fine to view movies with explicit sexual behavior? 29. 29. Now you're cheating if you're going off my notes, so I, I have to confiscate those. <laughs> so, you said we wouldn't have to fill in the blank. You don't have to fill in the blank. 29%. That's a third of our church believes it's fine. So that's a bunch. Um, and, and then, so, you know, number two, you know, what percent of children admit to clearing their internet history to hide their online activity? Two-thirds. Oh, so you stopped reading. Okay, so now I'm going to ask for the rest of them. So everyone stop reading. Two-thirds of kids hide their internet history. That's a lot. Yeah, how do you know how to do that? I hope you're going to get into We will. It's very easy. Um, which is why we have to... We have to talk through technology. Okay. So by age 18, okay, let's start with this one. What percent of divorce cases involve one party having an obsessive interest in online pornography? What percent do you think? A couple, three, 80. four. 80, that's high. I'm just half. Half is right. I wish I had a prize to give you. Um, half of divorce cases involve one party. That's a bunch. I mean, you think of the the horrible effects of divorce um, in, our, in our country. I had a call last night from a guy in our church calling me saying, hey, do you, I got this friend who needs a break from his family because of this issue. Do you have a place that we could, like someone open up their home to? I'm like, no, I don't want him in my home necessarily. <laughs> Not with young children, but, you know, it's, it's so prevalent, you know. Um, by age 18, what percent of boys and what percent of girls are exposed to Internet pornography? What do you guys think? 90 for both, you think? 90 for boys. How many for girls? 60. So both, you think over half? 80? 90 and 60. You are incredible. That is a bunch. So you go to the, the, the college program Lauren's working with, 
9 out of 10 of the guys and 6 out of the 10 of girls already have viewed internet pornography. So that's just where we live today. That's, and that's just... Internet pornography from the news sites as well. We'll get into that in a minute, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, depending on how you're clicking around and what you're doing, it is really interesting. You know, and uh, we'll talk about what pornography is here. Um, so what percent of female readers of today's Christian women's online newsletter admitted to intentionally accessing internet pornography? So, 20. A third. So you think through, in that circle of friends you have, if there, that means one of every three of your female friends would be in that group. That's right, I know. Right. It's a, it's a huge issue everywhere. Average age of the first internet exposure to pornography is how many years old? Eight. 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 What? Ten. Eleven. It's usually eight to thirteen. So they, they kind of split the difference to go for eleven. So that is our world. And we have got to go walk into it both eyes open Realize that when we allow technology into our world, we need to make sure we're not making those numbers worse. We need to make them better. Yeah, I, I, you shouldn't have to write a lot. I'm, I'm hopefully helping with a lot of that. Um, what percent of children 10 to 17 receive an unwanted sexual solicitation online? So someone proactively trying to get them to meet up, do something. This never happened to me, by the way. I never got solicited online, so... 20%, so one out of five. kind of hard with the Dallas modem. Yeah, it, I mean, it's all changed, you know? It really has. The world has changed, you know? Yeah. So, um, realize that this is, this is happening a lot. People are patrolling. People are looking out there for stuff. Uh, what percent of children 8 to 16 have viewed pornography on the Internet, in most cases unintentionally? This is the one I put in my, uh, my video. 90%. Um, yeah, so that's where we get back to, oh, I clicked that, you know, went to this website. I meant to put the, got the wrong extension on the end. Oh, my gosh, that's not what I was intending to go to. So what does technology do? Um, technology has changed the way we communicate. You know, we start with a letter. You handwrite this letter, and then went to a telegram, and it sped up stuff. And then you got people calling each other on the phone, and then you got Internet email and cell phones. And I was talking to a friend the other day. I was like, do you remember like when we used to say, hey, meet at that statue. If anyone gets lost at the mall, meet at that statue in 45 minutes. And how we never do that anymore because everyone's got a cell phone, you know? And, and we'll talk about cell phones. But it's just kind of interesting to me how, how technology just changes everything. How we Skype with all our, all our people now, you know, overseas and FaceTime. Anyone know what FaceTime is? FaceTime is uh, just like Skype for cell phones for Apple users. So, like, all the time, my daughter will say, she's five, she knows how to work a smartphone, she will say, can I FaceTime with my grandmother in East Texas? And my grandmother has an Apple product, so I'll say, sure, and so I hand it to her, and she clicks, and she is able to talk to my mom in East Texas using video phone. And it's like, wow, that's kind of cool. So... Tech, this is what we covered over. Technology itself is amoral. It's amoral. Just like guns are amoral. Just like any kind of technology is amoral, it depends on how it's used. The way it's used determines whether it's bad or not. So we have to get better about how we communicate about you know, things like, you know, it drives me crazy when people come up to me and say, Facebook is evil. And I'm like, really? You know, it's a technology. You know, it could be. It could have evil consequences. Lots of divorces, you know, have people have problems that are in Facebook. But it's interesting. I'd say probably over half of the uh, things that, that we do to find out about people being sick, people having struggles in their families, things like that, that we're able to actually proactively help, I find out on Facebook. You know, it's just, it's a way people share information. Uh, YouTube is terrible. You know, for a lot of people um, who miss Sunday morning videos, for a long time we shared them on YouTube. And the only way they got to see our videos... And you guys know that we have our videos on the website. Okay, so if you miss Sunday morning, assuming it's not a worker video where they'll get arrested if they find out they're working in that country, um, we'll post those on the web. So that's a really good use of YouTube-like technology. Um, YouTube has problems. We'll 
we'll get into that. So our church has, has ceased using YouTube from the most part. We've now switched to Vimeo. Um, people also say things like the internet is terrible. And I'm like, really? Parts of it are. But, so we have to, have to get better about that. iPods are terrible. Any kind of technology is terrible. So let's start with, this is the parenting part of, of today, is about training the heart. So whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, let's think about those things. And I don't think we think about this verse enough or walk it out as an example to our kids about what are the things we need to be filling our minds and our hearts with. And um, so now that I'm properly convicted. Uh, this is another one. You know, if people, people are asking, you know, what is God's will for me? You know, uh, it is God's will that you should be sanctified and that you should be avoid sexual immorality. And each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. You know, that, if people want to, I don't know what God's will is. This is God's will. God's will is that we learn to do this well. We learn to walk in purity. 1 Thessalonians 4. And that in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. You know, this is kind of where I start to see, you know, we were talking to uh, the Stamies earlier about having family in town. And um, we need to make sure that we are not wronging any people who come into our home by exposing them to things that we shouldn't. You know, we need to make sure that we own our part of our, our technological world um, and, and make sure that we are training our children and our, and our families to handle technology well. Because the Lord is hanging out there saying, you know, anyone who commits sins, you know, he's going to hold them accountable. So... Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but rejects God, the very God who gives you his spirit. Purity is very important to God. And uh, I, think, I think we don't talk about it enough as a church. I don't think we talk about it enough as a small group. I don't think we talk about it enough in our relationships. This is very important to God. And I'm so grateful that you know uh, anything that we need to go to God to and get forgiveness about, he's always got it there and he's ready to wash us clean again and um, man, so the key verse for technology. This is this is my key verse for the day. And as we go through these different technologies, we're going to take the same principles applying to each one. So the key verse is: if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. So whatever technology we're talking about, the goal is to do it in a pure way and walk in the light, not in darkness. So let's let's have a little um, Q and A here. Um, how many of you, you don't need to raise your hands, but let's just do it. How many of you change your viewing habits, uh, not necessarily in bad, but just change your viewing habits when your spouse is in the room of what you're watching on TV? I do. I, but most of it is I'm changing it because my wife hates documentaries and I love documentaries. So she walks in and she's like, you are so old. I cannot believe you're watching something about 1920s. I'm like, I'm interested. Right? I'm interested. She's like, yeah, I've married an old man and it's so sad. But it's interesting how I watch different things when my wife is in the room. Not necessarily good and bad and saying, yeah, we'll get there. But I watch different things. Now, it's interesting. I wonder, you know, and, and when I'm in the car, I listen to different things. My wife likes music. I like audiobooks. So in general, she wins. And we get music in the car because I flip on one of my audiobooks. She's like, Really? What is this book we're listening to now? And what are we learning today? And yesterday she let me, it's kind of my birthday celebration, so she let me listen to an audiobook in the car, and it was so fun. It was all about getting stuff out of your life. It is my birthday today. So there you go. Um, but, but what's so important with every technology, the question is would we use it differently if we knew that someone else was looking over our shoulder when we were doing it? So if we were browsing the web, if we were channel surfing, if we were, you know, looking at magazines in the grocery store or whatever, would we do it differently? I think most of us would, 
Um, because and, and what's weird about this is um, what is what is true about Jesus when it comes to this area? He's with us all the time. Isn't it weird how we forget that? It's really weird. It's like we're schizophrenic. Isn't that interesting? And so, when it comes to technology, it, it comes from the heart, but also anytime we can increase transparency with technology, you know, what are we looking at? What are we thinking about? What are we doing with it? I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for us to all be like, okay, you know, I think that, you know, I don't mind my wife knows I was watching this documentary because then we can laugh about how old I am, you know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so we're going to bring this principle back of walking in the light, increasing light into our use of technology and transparency uh, again as we go through different things. So I want to watch this little video clip of one of my favorite guys on this topic, Josh Harris. And he's going to talk about our sexuality. And I, I really appreciate what he has to say. your sexuality boy you know in just our modern world I think most people would say that our sexuality is our own it's all about our own pleasure our own desires and yet when you realize that all of life belongs to God it's for God it really transforms your view and so I think to, to waste your sexuality is to think that it's only about this moment or it's only about just satisfying an urge but our sexuality is such a, a rich thing you know as a single person your sexuality is, is telling you something it's telling you that that marriage is a good thing it's, it's driving you towards something and so I think about uh, young men that I interact with and you know trying to be godly and holy when it comes to sex can can feel like such a burden like well, does this guy have a bad sense of humor he gives me all these desires and he says you know but don't do anything with it and uh, the truth is, no, he does call you to restrain yourself and to, and to preserve yourself for marriage, and yet you are supposed to do something with it. And what you're supposed to do with it is to allow that desire to drive you, to say, uh, you know, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my life in gear. I need, to, I need to get a job. I need to start working hard to, to be a man of maturity and, and spiritual uh, insight and discernment so that I can, I can lead a, a family and a wife. And then you get married and you realize that, that your sexuality uh, and, and the joy of that in marriage is something that's to constantly bringing you back to, to intimacy. Um, constantly driving you to uh, the good work involved with preserving intimacy and just bonding a husband and wife together. All these different ways that, that, that God uses this gift to fulfill His purposes and to direct us and guide us. Uh, and when we, when we engage our sexuality for Him, it becomes a beautiful thing. It has purpose and it doesn't just, it doesn't, it's not just about uh, trying to seek some greater and greater thrill. You look at the, the emptiness of our, our pornography saturated world and just how it becomes more and more meaningless. It literally is wasted and poured out for nothing. And yet, when you look at God's plan, you see, you see not only pleasure, but delight and purpose that ultimately points us back to the, the giver of that good gift. So, um, if you if you if someone was to ask you, why does purity matter? What would be your response? Why why does purity matter? Why why did God thrust us in this weird dichotomy for so many of us? It's like, man, I I'm really have this huge sex drive, but you know God's asked me to be pure. You know why does purity matter? Because I think it's What is good? To have to be pure. Mm-hmm. Being impure limits what God can do through you. I mean, if we want to hear God's voice, 
uh, sin clogs our ears to hearing God. It, it keeps us from being what he wants to be for us, which is that best friend, that good dad. And when we, when we run after sin, like impurity, it doesn't, you know, I, I was really caught by, uh, did, you, did you catch what he said about guys, you know? Because it's a huge issue. I mean, 90% by the time they hit age 18. So this is a huge issue. So if you're communicating, any of you guys have boys in the home under 18? Have a baby. Okay. So what are you communicating to them about their sexuality as far as what, it, what should it do? Like, why did God give it to them? Why didn't he wait till they were 23 for it to flip the switch, you know? Drives you to what? To improve, to get to get to that point. Where yes. You're because, um, or like, what would you like? Any of the other parents? What What do you have you said, or what would you like to say to your son about? This is why God gave this to you, so that you would what? Well, we think God teaches teaches us through that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to answer what you said earlier. Yeah. The blessings of being pure. Mm. Um, he blesses us. He desires to bless us. Yeah. And so if we have a pure relationship and we go into our marriage, you have the best marriage possible mm. because you and your spouse are so blessed and you just get to love each other mm. just you know, without comparing to other things and other See. people. But what we say as far as that is one of the things of the Spirit is self-control. And mm. so um, if you have... What was the question? I've already lost my. No, no, no. What What do you say to like? Why did God give your son yeah, his sexuality? Uh huh. Yes. And so, well, I don't know why He gives it to us, but He gives it to us. <laughs> <laughs> self control because of it. And yeah. When you learn self control, it just blesses you in so many areas. Do you believe most Americans and most of the church has great discipline and self control? Uh, no. Oh, we're terrible. Oh my gosh! We can't not eat that thing, or we can't not go to that place, or we can't show up on time for sure. You know, oh my goodness! Excuse me. I know, right? Seriously? No, 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 no. And I think you almost hit there too, because with purity, it is self-control. It's a big self-control. Yes. I believe you can stay pure with self-control and purity. The other places we're going to have self-control in is going to be easier. Amen. That's huge. It's such a good thing, too, to communicate to them that once they get married, all their purity issues will go away because they'll be married now. And so they won't struggle with anything impure once you get married. So, Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know. That's what I was told. I think one thing that makes sexual purity mm. such a strong thing that Day period so a lot of people rationalize that mm-hmm. and say, what's wrong with doing it earlier? Mm-hmm. You know, and they use that to out blur the lines of what's right and wrong, you know, and justify uh, and rationalize their behavior. And also, because of the being a natural thing mm-hmm. in the right context, um, I think it's a much, it, it's a heart and it's a, it's a flesh level, it's a much more strong desire and strong pull mm-hmm. to fall into that sin versus, I don't know, lying or, or whatever, which I know for some people may be harder than others, but in general... Well, this one hits 90%, so it's pretty pretty sticky, this sin, and, and over two-thirds of women, so this is a pretty big, big issue. Um... So I think we need to really, I think we all need as parents, as brothers and sisters of Christ, we need to get good on the answering the why question. Why should I not look at things? You know, why should I not, um, 
you know, why should I try and control myself? Why should I be disciplined? Why should I be pure? I think we need to be good at talking. We don't talk enough about the positive benefits of that. We talk so much about just don't, or I'll whack you, or I'll be mad at you. Or I think we need to get better at that. I think sexual impurity is probably the number one sin that Satan beats us over the head with. And Satan yep. gets a foothold in our lives and says, how can you lead a Bible study? How can you possibly have this kind of ministry when you've done this in your past? You know, even if it's something a long time ago, yep. it'll beat you over the head and yeah. bring it up in your life time and time again. Mm-hmm. And I just go back to you again, you know, we talked about being walking in the light. and uh, You know, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but First John 1, 9. I mean, once God has forgiven us, it's not appropriate for us to allow Satan to keep beating us over the head with the same sin. Uh, that's just not appropriate. So let's go back to, to, to technology, you know. So there are appropriate times just to say no and not answer why. For example, I have a five-year-old, and do I let my five-year-old handle a gun? Um, guns are amoral, not good or bad. They're amoral. Um, the answer is heck no. I do not let her handle a gun. And it's not because guns are evil, but it's because she is not old enough to, to handle that responsibility. So there's a certain age appropriateness in each of our homes where I have to decide at what age are different technologies able to be released because um, a gun wrongly can be very damaging. And technologies wrongly can be very scarring and very damaging. Very damaging. Um, but I do let my five-year-old handle scissors, which scissors use wrongly can be damaging, but not nearly as much as a gun. So depending on the age, we need to decide what freedom is, uh, is okay because we don't want the pitfalls of falling into one of these problems with technology uh, to really destroy people. So what is pornography? Let's, let's talk about it. We talked a little bit about it, it being different things to different people. Um, where is the line? So let's start off with mainstream examples. Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Problem, not a problem. 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 Anyone, not a problem. I just read the articles. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Victoria's Secret catalog. Maybe? Unless they have a sale? Uh, no, I don't open the emails I get. My kids are standing behind me. I'm on the isn't that interesting? Website. Yeah. I don't even open the email. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I appreciate you not to. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you can get off. And, and I'm not saying it's a bad company. I'm just saying it can be real problematic. Any of you guys uh, see Titanic? Um, problem? Not a problem? Problem? I mean... Yeah, we fast yeah, yeah. You kind of have to figure out a plan for that. You know, I think it's problematic. Uh, HBO is real common on cable packages. You know, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with HBO's programming. It's it's pretty. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, so. Commercials. Commercials. <laughs> and you guys watch any football commercials? Where the person's decapitated for Terminator 17, the Reckoning, or, you know, or, um, yeah, man, I mean, content is ever. So, when I'm talking about pornography, where is the line? We needed to talk about with our family. What is the line? So, how would you articulate what is pornography in your family? What is crossing that line look like? Because for us to say to our, our kids and our, our different people in our family, okay, this is what we're trying to do. They need to know what the target is. So how would you guys describe, man, this is the line that we don't want to cross for this really good reason we just talked about, to be pure? I think it depends on how sensitized you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's anything that draws my attention or my thoughts to anything impure mm. at all. I like that. You know, I, I'm a sports junkie. Mm-hmm. I turned on ESPN, or not turned on, but went to ESPN's website. Mm-hmm. And the main page has a baseball player start naked. And and the picture stops right at the waist, you know. But you wow. can tell he's start naked. And I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Wow. You know, but it's being sold everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think cleavage is wrong. It can be. Just plain old oh. cleavage. And... I know a lot of Christians who love the Lord mm-hmm. very much that you know, but I just that's I just think, you know, that's what 
putting them out there. <laughs> Literally, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I think we as, as women, and I tell my girls more stuff mm-hmm. about my son, I kind of leave my son to my husband. <laughs> Even though I've said things like I uh-huh. password, yep. and we've been through, mm-hmm. we've been through this. Yep. And I don't want to cover too much, but mm-hmm. um, it's made me more sensitive to because we've been through that. Yeah. Telling my girls we have to dress appropriate. Yep. You know, and you know, sometimes I I feel like, well, Lord, is that too tight? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I just ask the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't, I'm not sure, but. I think just anything, I, I told them that you have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. This is your part. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I told my eight-year-old daughter that. You know, we have to honor God. Amen. And I think that line has to be part of the DNA. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell my daughter that, oh, you can wear something because it's really cute when you're two, mm-hmm. but you will not go out of the house in that same similar outfit when you're 16. Yeah. You know, and so I think teaching them yeah. at a younger age. Model that. Um, I liked what you said earlier. It depends on your sensitivity. Um, there is a real... Uh, we need to be really good about um, uh, this whole idea of freedom in Christ. That we, we have great freedom in Christ. Um, but we do need to try and not cause others to stumble. And so we have to decide what that looks like in each of our homes, each of our families. And, and, and to some families, you know, it's okay to have you know, certain things in there. Um, and they're really not stumbling. Um, I'll give you a joke, uh, a funny story about this. Um, so in my early days as a small group leader, we were all sitting in a circle. Um, and one of the uh, families was really pro-nursing, like mega pro-nursing, like I nurse every five minutes nursing. <laughs> and we're like, okay. you know. And Sarah and I are just getting used to this whole smart boy thing. Like we had a newborn come in and we're like, all right. And so they're, they're preaching the gospel of nursing. And so they would, in the middle of a small group, they would want to nurse right there multiple times. And then we've got other families in our church, that, in our group, that hadn't really hit that baby age yet. And so they're trying to navigate this woman who's not really using a nursing cover all the time. Nursing right there, right? Well, we had to have a real discussion of, well, she has the Christian liberty to do that. But, you know, and is it causing other people to stumble or is it just create, is it just making us nervous or what? And we had to really navigate that issue. So we need to be careful about saying, man, I can't believe someone would do this um, in, a, in a judgmental way. But it is appropriate for us to ask the question. You know, it's okay to ask. You know, hey, so, you know, I'm just curious. You know, in my home, that would be really difficult for, to have that. Um, in your home, how does that work? You know, and I think, I think we ought to ask that question more often and we don't. You know, Paul addressed that. He was talking about the Christian freedom. He says all things are permissible, but mm-hmm. not all things are possible. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of gray area, and we need to really get the Lord to, to help us with that. Um, so, hey, we talked about age appropriate answers to the why question. It's going to change from a six year old to a nine year old. You know, I tell my daughter now, I don't want you watching this. You know, it may be violence, it may be whatever it is. Um, and I don't really go into a lot of why right now. She's five. Um, but as she gets older, I'm going to go into more reasons. So you need to figure out what your good why answers are, not just it's bad for you. You know, why is it bad for you? Why does purity matter? Um, problems with pornography, you know, we hit them. You know, sin separates us from God. Uh, we didn't talk about this, the practical. It harms future relationships because it's not real. Um, you know what? We have to really train, especially the guys. We have to say, dude... Um, just get ready. Being married is wonderful, but it is not what you have in your head prior to marriage. So whatever you had in your head, it's not that, you know, but it's wonderful, you know. Um, and whatever you saw on TV is not the same as what your married life is going to be like. So uh, we have to train them that it's not real. Uh, it dehumanizes people. Um, it's someone else's son or daughter. Uh, and it you know, we talked about sex trafficking. All internet traffic going to places like this, even if it's free, supports sex trafficking and supports drugs and supports a lot of evil enterprises, even just because of the advertising kits. So um, that's something we don't talk a lot about, but we need to. So uh, just just because we've been talking about pornography, I want to switch and just talk about violence for a sec. Because we don't talk about this very much. How violent is too violent? You know, where's the line for you guys there? You're like, a lot you could tolerate a lot. A, what? a lot less. A lot less. Than what, like, being able to tolerate. 
So Daniel's like saving Private Ryan, beach landing, and yeah. and you're like Robin Hood animated, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it grieves my spirit to see a bunch of murders all of a sudden. Yeah. I just have to. Mm. But I, well, that's history too. I just point yeah. to there's list of history, and if mm-hmm. you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. So mm-hmm. My daughters ask me about that, and I tell her, no, it was real. Mm. There was the Holocaust. He yep. killed a lot of people. You know, so uh, you know, to me, I, that's almost a teaching point for mm-hmm. me to say, "Ooh, this is bad." Yeah. Yeah, with her, it's 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 more of a it's more of a, a surreal experience for me. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm watching a war movie and it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. it, it makes me really recognize and remember what our, our forefathers fought for. Mm-hmm. And really brings to life the liberties that we celebrate based upon the experiences and sacrifices that our forefathers then went through. Mm-hmm. Versus if it's just a drug war scene, it's totally made up just for the pleasure of mm-hmm. entertainment. I wouldn't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I've seen people have a gun fight. I wouldn't enjoy that. I'd probably turn the channel and walk out of the movie theater. There's a difference mm-hmm. there with the relevance of it in the context of mm-hmm. which. Is presented as to whether I tolerate it or not. I was going to say, sorry, I was going to say uh, that uh, I think that men have been given that ability by God mm-hmm. to go to war and fight and, and save their family. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I try not to be as uh, limiting to my boys mm-hmm. as I am to myself. Mm-hmm. I let their bad decide what's okay mm-hmm. to watch because I don't really have the right gauge. I, mm-hmm. so. I think it's good to ask the question. We promote ourselves as warriors. Mm-hmm. We want our boys to well. let, me, let me give you an example. Um, the second one, primetime crime shows. My wife and I got into one for a while and, and about three months ago we looked at each other and said, is this really beneficial? Is this, is this, or is this just kind of gross? And we both got like, that's just gross. And neither one of us had really talked to each other about it. We were just like, well, the other one enjoys it. And, and so we just killed the season pass and, and said, dude, we're not watching this anymore. Um, there's, there's better things than that. Um, so I just wanted to throw this out there that, that there is a ton of violence on, on primetime TV. Um, and as long as you're, you got a reason behind it, that's great. You know, a lot of it doesn't have a reason behind it. And I think it potentially could violate Philippians 4. Um, I think it's interesting how the evening news doesn't even cover, like, a lot of murders now anymore because we're just so, well, it just happens, you know. Just people getting blown away, killed, murdered, you know. And so they don't even cover it because so, we're all just so desensitized so much compared to what we used to be. Um, One thing that really bothers me and that is the violence in video games. Hmm. Uh, when the players are actively, through <laughs> fantasy, uh-huh. killing other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tremendously bothered. And they're little, like little kids. Yes. Yeah. And the actual lucidity of it. I mean, I remember when I was, this is probably 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was living with a friend of mine, and his brother, that was about eight years old at the time, had a, a Mortal Kombat video game. Yep. And there are different moves, and one of the moves you could hit someone with an uppercut yep. and literally hit them hard enough to where their spine came out of their body. And I mean, blood everything. I mean, it was just graphic to the core. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's bad. I mean, no wonder kids are having problems. Mm-hmm. But now today, like my nephew, you know, I mean, he sees all sorts of stuff. His parents, you know, let him. Yep. And he doesn't think it's a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas. You're almost Amish compared to this. <laughs> 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 you know, and, but he says, he says there's, nothing, there's nothing for him that's fun hmm. that doesn't have that stuff. It's either baby stuff yeah. or it's adult stuff, you know, and that's the heart in between teen, tween. And we're, separate, we're struggling with that right now. Mm-hmm. Our kids, 13 and 14 are boys. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, most of the friends are in youth. And yep. if you want to go hang out with the youth, Boys, mm-hmm. you're playing those games. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So you either say yes and you have yeah. friends to spend time with, or you say no and you. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. They talked about that so in the morning you session. You accept things that you wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. uh, let them do. I think whether it's this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Whether it's for a purpose or not for a purpose, mm-hmm. I think it plain old grieves the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I think it just grieves the Holy Spirit. And um, I've seen, you know, and I've I found that the closer I get to the Lord, the more I feel like an icky feeling when I when I see violence. Mm-hmm. And I start getting convicted. Mm-hmm. And it's like little layers of an onion that's just peeling off of me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you don't agree with this, but you agree with this. You know, he corrects me mm-hmm. lovingly. And I think your eyes are seeing that. Period. And, and aren't there some scriptures in the Bible where um, doesn't, didn't he talk about, was it David was involved in a lot of war and blood? Yeah. He was not allowed to build a temple because, right. because, because of that. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's... It's a tough thing, but I, I think this verse I did pull out, you know, from Psalm 11, 5. The Lord examines the righteous, uh, but the wicked and those who love violence, which he lumps in with the wicked, his soul hates. And I think I think there's a sense to which, um, like one of my favorite movies, which I'm not going to put on the recording, um, has some major violence in it. Um, and but it, But I don't love the violence part of it. I love the what's happening in the story and how Jesus is glorified through it, um, you know. But but I think that if you ever get to the point where you are loving violence, you are loving um, warfare, you know, I, I think we're never supposed to be there. So I think that's a real a real thing to examine the heart about certain games, certain books, certain topics, you know. Um, out there, so. When I watch, it's a very violent movie. But when yeah. I watch, say, New Private Ryan, for yeah. example, I'm seeing good versus evil. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm seeing a war. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whereas Tonda, she walks in there, all she can see is the blood in the. Because <laughs> that first few minutes, man. Yeah. 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 Conversely, when I walk in the room and she's watching, or someone's watching. A lifetime role. <laughs> Some ethereal woman out there, right? <laughs> she sees love and romance. Yes. I see the lust and the sex and, you know, huh. the impure thought. Uh huh. You know, and so I think there is a, a, a gender difference. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Um, you know, about what it is we're focusing on mm-hmm. when we are watching certain, certain things. Yeah. So all I think I'm I'm wanting us to say is um, there's different lines for different families, but we need to open the dialogue, open the transparency of what we're all watching, what we're all doing within the homes. Um, you know, be careful about judging each other, but be willing to ask questions. You know, like my wife and I would watch the show for a couple months before we actually asked each other about is this a really good show? I'm like, really? You know, uh, surely a, a married couple could ask that question. You know, is this good for us? You know, I've had my kids correct me sometimes. Yes, I'm sure Ruthie will. Yes, there you go. I'll watch it during your nap time. Yeah. <laughs> is that better? All right. Well, I, I think, uh, let's see, we've been going at this pretty hard for an hour. So what, let's finish this slide and then we're going to take a break. Um, so the goal for all this technology we talk about, whether it's YouTube, whether it's the Internet, whether it's smartphones, whether it is DVDs, DVRs, television, in my view, the goal in my home is to increase transparency. Would you watch that show, go to that website, write that email, watch the YouTube video, go to that movie with a friend, if everyone in your family knew that you were doing it? And if the answer is yes, rock on. If the answer is no, then, then ask yourself why. Let's, let's, let's ask that question. And what structures are available to us to raise the level of transparency of how we're using all the different really cool technologies that are out there so that um, we really do have transparency and we can, you know, they talked this morning about this whole concept of allowing our children to make mistakes. We have got to do this well where they make mistakes early 
and we know about the mistakes so that we can then train them how to handle this so they're not like experiencing this for the first time later. Let's all take a bio break for a couple minutes. We're going to come back, watch a couple fun things, and talk about all the ways that we can increase this transparency stuff. So five minutes. <laughs> We've only got about an hour before we're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, good to see you guys, man. No worries at all. We're about to get into the fun stuff. We had to do all this first, though. Because I think when people think, like, violence or pornography, they immediately jump to Playboy or something like that. But no, they jump to, like, Playboy or something like that. But no, you know, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, there's real common stuff. What is it? Oh yeah, that was huge. Were you like carjacking? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that carjacking, drug dealing, all that stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan. I can't watch that. I can't even turn it on to watch it. No you don't need to. There's no pressure to. Yeah. Okay, there are Holocaust, and I've been there, and I have understood. Yes. Relive it every month. That's right. And just tear my That's right. soul. That's right. Over and over. No, I get it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It looks like I saw the movie once. Okay, and then the movie is sitting here. I don't know what should do in a movie. You should recycle it. Give it to someone else. I'll watch one of those History Channel things where they'll show you a slow drive-by of a photograph. It's still shot. Oh, yeah. Of real Yeah, real stuff. And you just go... But it's two seconds, five seconds. It's not getting... It's not immersing you. Yes. I just... I'm still... Well, well, and I think... I think when we think about, like, what soldiers come back with with post-traumatic stress disorder and stuff, I mean, they come back changed and scarred from these experiences of seeing their friend decapitated. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's not voluntarily do that. We can say, I'm glad they're doing it for me. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's what said in well, I'm not picking on. I'm not. I'm not saying you can't watch these. I'm just asking because they're so prevalent. I mean, there's like Saving Private Ryan, Titanic. They're so prevalent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was violent. Yeah. Yeah, bloody. I'm telling. Just all killing. Or even, uh, or even um, the one that Mel Gibson did with uh, the Passion of the Christ. You know, really good, but really violent, really violent. And I had a couple of friends who like went multiple times. I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm just beat up afterwards because it's so violent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we, we, we have Christian liberty because some people can see it and, it's, and it's, I think it's totally fine. And I, I felt it was okay for me. I just didn't want to see it again. That was good. That's all I needed for my lifetime. I've now witnessed the crucifixion. You know, I don't need. I, you probably are totally aware of this. There is some kind of a box you can buy for your TV, <laughs> and it takes out a lot of stuff. It takes out violence if you want to. It takes out words. There is a curse-free TV, but it doesn't work very well. Unfortunately, that one died. There's a clear play. Clear play is interesting. It doesn't work with TV. It works with DVDs. Yeah, Lauren, it doesn't work with TV real well. It only works television programming. It works with DVDs. Okay. DVDs only, and it only works with certain ones that are on their list that you download. Right. Yes. So yeah. if you want to be really limited, but still be able to see some. There you go. So that's an option. Like yeah. There's some cartoons like like in the store. All of a sudden, I saw that the Iron, the Iron Man, the, the the Iron Giant. The Iron Giant. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there's cursing in the movie. Uh huh. 
It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing in the movie. Yeah.